world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, I'm uh, uh, always get. I get up. I was really up early again this morning. Uh, I get focused on the show. Sometimes I get so focused on the show that I forget that this is also sometimes an avenue of information. And I'm wondering if today somebody out there, if there's some information that I'm supposed to be announcing that I forgot all about. Uh, so I'm just going to pause there for a second. Is there anything from Mel or Bobby or or Chad or Dave or any anything that I'm forget that I'm supposed to be announcing to everybody because uh when when i get up in the morning <laughs> i'm kind of laser focused on what it is that we that the lord would have me to this would for us to you know our, our, our program what we would do and sometimes i think oh daggone i forgot to mention this i forgot to mention that and uh so i'm going to give some of you here just a couple minutes is there anything that i'm that uh, uh that i think due to that brighty on tv telethon has been canceled <laughs> i think it's been postponed uh, Brett sent me a text last night. Thanks for that. Anybody else? Anything we got going on that I'm missing that I'm forgetting? Michelle just made me aware of something. There's a, there's a, somebody has organized a, a honking wave here in Newark this weekend, and we didn't know anything about it. it starts at eleven o'clock. I don't know how much information about it, but boy, I'd sure love to help other people who are engaged in the fight because more and more people are getting engaged in the fight that they just don't, they just don't know how to do. And we still don't have very good networks, right? We, uh, despite all the good work that Mel's done, we still have Liberty Action Network still is not real connected the way that we ought to be able to trying to connect ministries. There's a great thing going on with the resistance checks down at down at Neil Peterson's church on, I forget what night that is, the 31st, maybe October 31st. Uh, I got to get information to you on all that. And so we want to be an information uh, flow through. And uh, I'm, you know, I don't try to censor anything. So if anybody's got anything for the good of the group from a schedule standpoint, uh, speak now. I, I, got the, I, I got something, Coach. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, John Birch Society on the eastern side of Pennsylvania is having a meeting on the 13th of this of uh, November. If you want to go to that, which I encourage you to, it's it's it's, it's the information, the constitutional and historical and information, and, and where we're at <laughs> and Agenda 30, 2030 is the best on the planet. So is, if, you, if you want to go to that, if you want to go to that, get in contact touch with me. All right. I, I, uh, thanks, Bobby. Um, there's, man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good, see a lot of duplication of efforts going on out there and, and uh, just kind of the reality of it. We don't play well together. And a lot of it is, I, I tell you this, but always follow the money. Right. And as I've told you a number of times, the other side is overflowing with cash. The other side, other side, they get, they give money to causes. And Christians tend to give money to churches. Now, maybe not so much with this group, because a lot of you maybe aren't even really connected with a local church, although really are. <laughs> uh, this is, this is, this is, 
is this a local church? I don't know if it's a local church, but it's a church. And I, you know, I got a, a text message or a call from Amos. I spoke to Amos because Amos says, man, we need to, coach, we need to do a better job of helping people in other places know where there are like-minded people that they can fellowship with. And that's, that's another thing that we really, really try to do. And I've never really, I've never really looked at us as a church. I've never looked, although we're sort of becoming parachurch type thing. I've looked at us as, as a, as a flow through, as a, as a connector, as a, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be uh, Joel Osteen to four different campuses. I mean, that where the hell did that idea come from is beyond me. But, so, uh, 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 just a lot going on, man, a lot going on. And I, I here's what, here's what I want to, I want to focus on this a little bit again today because it's really been kind of the focus the last couple days. And that is this question. Who hijacked Christianity? Who hijacked Christianity? Because I, you know, I made, I didn't make him mad. That's not the, uh, yeah, Chad's having an event this weekend. Chad, I don't know, Chad must be sleeping in this morning. He'd have piped in. He'd have piped up. He's got an event going on. Uh, Christian, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Christianity has been hijacked, folks. It's been hijacked. And I ran through the litany of some of the names yesterday, and people got mad. You know, they like Kenneth Copeland. They like Kenneth Hagan. And they, Oral Roberts, how can you speak against Oral Well, speak against Oral Roberts because Oral Roberts took Christianity in an entirely different direction. Right? Why was, how, how was Oral Roberts, uh, how did he become famous? Does anybody know what, what was it that, I, that Oral Roberts did what was his name claim to fame when I was a kid and his show started uh, broadcasting on TV? You guys remember that late at night, sometimes over the nights, his show, because it wasn't any cable, it wasn't any satellite then. Does anybody know what Or Roberts was known as? Anybody know? I think it was his college, wasn't it? Well, no, that came afterwards. That came afterwards. He, he was, was a faith healer. He, yes. Faith healer. Oral Roberts was a faith healer. I'm not making fun of it. Thank God for faith healing. But look what came out of that. Look at the name it, claim it, gospel. That, that, that's maybe not what Oral Roberts wanted to do. I'm not questioning whether or not he was a good Christian man or his friend. God, be, he built a university. He's got disciples all across the world. But I'm going to tell you that that gospel was a self-focused gospel. Is it, is, does God heal? Yes. We, I don't know why we don't have more healing. I don't know. But that ministry became about healing. And then it spread, and then it became a university. And Again, far be it from me to criticize or Rob. Rick Warren. Rick Warren changed an entire culture and society with what? Anybody know what made Rick Warren famous? Anybody know? What was his book? A Purpose Driven Life. A Purpose Driven Life. And then what happened to all of Christianity, all the pastors buying a, the book, The Purpose Driven Life, because why? He was building big churches. He was building big churches. And people wanted to hear about a purpose driven life. And so all of a sudden, this becomes a new genre. And then Bill Hybels. Where's Bill Hybels, by the way? What happened to Bill Hybels? He comes along with that mega church up in, in somewhere up around Chicago. And what message was he snorting out? Snorting out the same one, and that led to, to uh, what's that guy down there, uh, Mr. Happy Face? Joel Osteen, blasting out. Are you, is anybody tracking with me here? 
And the little guy, the little pastor, little pastor Billy Bob down in the mountains trying to do the best he can, trying to keep up with, with mainline Christianity. And Christianity went a whole different direction. It went a whole different name it, claim it, bless me. God's Christianity is all about blessing. When in fact, Jesus Christ told us to die to ourselves, to lay down our lives. Does Christ heal? Yes. Thank God for healing. But is that the focus of the gospel? Is you getting more, your best life now? Is that the focus of the gospel? And friends, in all of this mess, it's it's just a concoction. Of, they just kind of stirred it together that we have lost track of what Christianity is, what it's supposed to be about. What, what happened to us? And you can't see, I'm 71. I'll be 71 in a month. I can't blame some 45-year-old pastor. I got 30 years on him. I remember what it used to be like. He doesn't remember what it used to be like. He grew up with T.D. Jakes. He grew up with uh, Rick Warren. He grew up with Andy Stanley. And I, I can't blame them. They're just repeating what they learned. And so I come in here, we come in here, and we start talking about, huh, what's the purpose of Christianity? And it's what? Well, I'm going I'm to show you here. And people think we're crazy. They, they think we're crazy. Somewhere along the line, we whether you realize this or not, my friends, America has bought into a failing Christianity. Now, wait a minute. Yes, we win in the end, but I'm going to tell you something. If you open up the book of Acts, you are going to find all throughout the book of Acts, first century Christianity, a Christianity that confronted the culture. It cost them their lives. It cost them everything. They locked them up in prison. They cut off their heads. They crucified them upside down. You don't hear that message in the American church. That message is totally, completely gone. Just one person out there say amen, make me feel good. So you know that I'm stroking the right way. One person. Amen. And so you walk into your average, you walk into your average church with the message of Acts 1, the book of Acts, they'll throw you, they'll throw you out of there. They'll throw you out of there. Because why? Well, you've come to sow discord amongst the brethren here. Huh? It's all about love, love and tolerance and diversity. And well, uh, yeah, right? Your best life now. That's and so we have a generation, a generation who, oh my goodness. Psalm 78, real quick, uh, Johnny. Psalm 78. I'm not trying to win friends. I'm trying to influence people. I ain't trying to win friends. Huh? Give ear, oh my people, to my law and incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I want you to follow this, okay? Because I'm going to open my mouth in a parable and I'm going to utter dark sayings of old. Now, I look at, I don't, dark sayings. I think dark sayings mean hidden. That would be my, not dark, not bad thing. Hidden. I'm going to utter hidden sayings of old, just my interpretation of it, which we've heard and known from our fathers because they told us. Our fathers told us what? My old-time religion. That's what they told us. Those old dark sayings that you don't hear anymore. They covered them up. It's dark. They stuck them in a library someplace. They hid it. They brought out your best life now and purpose-driven life. Those old sayings, right, which we've heard and known our fathers have told us. And we're not going to hide those things, what? Those old dark things from our children. Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works is done. Go back and tell him all the stuff he conquered and overcame. 
that the generation to come might know them. What? Those dark works, those wonderful works that were done, that are hidden. That they would, even their children should be born. They would rise up and declare to their children that they're, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Folks, is that the gospel of the American church? No, no, it's not even remotely. No. And the, number eight, and not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. And the children of Ephraim, that'd be us, armed, carrying bows, turned back when the heat got turned up on them. And they didn't keep the covenant of God. And they refused to walk in his law. And they forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. And the daddies didn't even teach it to their children. They bought Rick Warren's books, T.D. Jake's books. You, you, you tracking with me? Tracking with me? So here's what, look, I ain't, be, I ain't beholden to any of them guys. I'm not beholden to anybody. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just not. And I don't try to sow discord amongst the brethren, but I'm going to tell you something. Somebody better. They missed that, Gino. Somebody better sow some discord amongst the brethren. Because if somebody doesn't stir some things up in American Christianity, we are out of luck. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some stuff to show you here. Hang in, hang in there with me. Hang on. Hang on. See, the Bible tells us, pull up... Uh, uh, where is it? Yeah, yeah. Pull up number three. 2 Corinthians 10. Thank you, Johnny. Now, I, I, now I read this. I'm good. I read this to Michelle this morning. Poor Michelle has to get up in the morning and listen to me vent. And I, I read this, and uh, I'm going to share it with you, and then I'm going to, I'm going to do a switcheroo on you here. Now I, Paul, beseech you by the meekness. Meekness means controlled power, controlled authority. And gentleness, because Christ ain't meek. Christ isn't meek. huh? I beseech you by the strength, the controlled strength and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent, bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may be bold when I am present with that confidence, where then we think of bold which think of us as we walk according to the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God upon God. And the strongholds cast down imaginations. Every high thing lost is all against the lives of God, bringing to captivity the obedience of Christ. And having the readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, hang on, hang on. Time out, man. The hell did he just say? What did he just say? Because we read over it and over it and over it. <coughs> For though we walk in the flesh, our, we don't, our battle is a spiritual battle. And weapons of the spiritual war aren't carnal. Because it's a spiritual battle, not a physical one. 
But those strongholds, but they're mighty through God to what? Pull down strongholds. What's a stronghold? Well, he listens to us. Imaginations. Five things that exalt self against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is. Are we supposed to only revenge our own disobedience? Or are we supposed to revenge all disobedience, including the disobedience in our churches, the disobedience in our families, the disobedience in our government? All disobedience, right? So I said to Michelle, Michelle, I'm missing something here. I wonder what the message Bible has to say. Oh, there you go. Some of you, yes. Some of you guys reading that's the, your own version of American Living Bible. I'm, boy, I pull up another one. What the, what's the Message Bible say, Johnny? How, how does the Message Bible describe what we just read there? And now a personal but urgent matter. I write in the gentle but firm spirit of Christ. I hear that I'm being painted as cringing and wishy-washy when I'm with you, but harsh and demanding when at a safe distance writing letters. Please don't force me to take a hard line when I'm present with you. And don't think that I'll hesitate a single minute to stand up to those who say I'm an unprincipled opportunist. Then they'll have to eat their own words. I feel like that a little bit sometimes, to be honest with you. Here's what he says. The same thing we just read, okay? The world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. We don't live or fight our battles that way. We never have and we never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Let's do that again. The tools are, what are they for? What are the weapons of our warfare for? The demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting our loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand. Are you ready for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity? And you stare and stare at the obvious, but you can't see the forest for the trees. If you're looking for a clear example of someone on Christ's side, Why do you so quickly cut me out? Believe me, I'm quite sure of my standing with Christ. You may think I overstate the authority he gave me, but I'm not backing off. Every bit of my commitment is for the purpose of building you up, after all, not tearing you down. Everything I do here is to advance the kingdom of God, not to tear down the kingdom. I'm telling you, me, that's me. Everything I do is to advance the kingdom. Now, I want to ask yourself this. I want you to ask yourself this. Is the American church doing what you just read there? Pull it down there again, Johnny. First first part, huh? The world's an unprincipled dog. No, go back up, go up a little bit. I'm sorry. The world's an unprincipled, is un, it's a dog-eat-dog. The world doesn't fight fair. The world doesn't fight. Now, when he's talking about the world, he's talking about the unsaved Christian world. The unsaved Christian world, the one in control of your government and my government, doesn't fight fair. But we don't fight our battles the way they do. We never, we're not going to lie, manipulate, and cheat, and steal. No, we're not going to do that. 
The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for what? Can anybody read that word besides me? They are for the, hey, Johnny, maybe we better see what Mr. Webster says about demolish. But Mr. Webster, folks, I'm trying to show you, they have given you a new religion. What's the means to demolish, John? Pull down, throw down, raise, destroyed as a fabric or a structure. We're supposed to be demolishing these ungodly things. Go back to the verse, John. Supposed to be demolishing them. Man, oh man. But they are for the demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Time out, man. Does anybody know where there is a massively corrupt culture? Anybody happen happen to know where there is one? I I, I do. And I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And I was told to go into all the world and preach the truth. And we won't. Oh, we'll go to all the world. We'll go to Africa, but we won't go to Washington, (laughs) D.C. No, no, no. Not going to do that. No, 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 no. Huh? No. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, like the gay agenda, huh? Huh? Like the idea of the income tax. Sorry, sorry, huh? Oh yeah, that homosex and abortion. Yeah, we use our powerful tools for smashing warped philosophies. We're supposed to be tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. We're supposed to. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Not just for us, but for others. That Psalm 78 told them we would teach to our kids. And they teach it to their kids. We won't even let they won't even let us pray in school. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. And ask yourself this, what are they teaching your grandkid in public school? Great exposing going on, friends. We're in the midst of it. I'm going to let you jump in here in a minute. Uh, uh, see, I th- but pull that up. Number uh, point number four. Point number four. Are you sitting down? Proverbs twenty nine. He that being often reproved hardens his neck. What? Those people that you bring the truth to, they agree and pat you on the back, and say thanks. No, no, no. They harden their neck. Shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remnant. When the righteous are in authority, time out a minute. Uh, what would be the righteous? Who would be the righteous? Lindsey Graham? Would that be Lindsey Graham? He'd be, be the righteous? Huh? Can you, as you sit here right now, can you tell me, I asked this before, any bold Christian man or woman in politics in America? One who will boldly stand up and Proclaim the truth of the gospel. One, can you give me one? No, because why? 
trying to connect the dot because Joel Osteen and Rick Warren and uh, TD Fakes and all those guys have been telling you you're not supposed to be messing with the politics. The Amen. Bible tells us that evil men have crept in unaware and they changed the truth of God into a lie. And they started preaching about you and you getting healed and you being happy and you being wealthy. They changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature. When the proverb, the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon warned us, what did he say? Huh? Righteous are in authority, people rejoice. When the wicked bear through, the people mourn. And we continue to put wicked people in authority. Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoiceth his father. But he that keep company with harlots spendeth his substance. The king, by judgment, establishes the land. But he that receiveth gifts overthrow it. Oh, do you see this picture? Folks, there's the government. There's the government. The government, by judgment, established the land. But the congressmen and senators who receive gifts overthrow it. The man that flatteth his neighbor spreadeth a net for his feet. In the transgression, in the transgression of an evil man, there's a snare, but the righteous regardeth not to know it. Scornful men bring city into a snare, but wise men turn away. Do you understand there's bad and good? He's given us the illustrations, bad and good, bad and good, bad and good. And why is it all the government's bad? They're all on that side. Oh, I know why. Because we're not supposed to get involved. The bloodthirsty. Oh, <laughs> oh, scornful men bring a city into a snare. The wise men, they turn away from wrath. And if a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether in rage or whether in laugh, there's no rest. Don't argue with a fool. The bloodthirsty hate Christians. But the just seek his soul. Well, is this some wisdom here, folks? Hmm? A fool on earth all is in his mind, but a wise man keeps his plans close. Right? If a ruler hearkens to lies, all his servants are wicked. If a ruler listens to lies, all of his servants are wicked. The poor and deceitful men, the poor and deceitful man meet together. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The king of the faithfully judges the poor. His stone shall be established forever. The rod and reproof giveth wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling a bit. I'm rambling a bit, all right? But I keep coming back to the same thing. The same thing is this. Whoever told you that we are not supposed to be in politics lied to you. It's all throughout the scripture. We're the of the earth. We're the light of the world. And you never go around it. You never ever walked around anywhere. I never have anyway. Walked around anywhere and say, hey, do me a favor. Turn the darkness on, will you? Would you go over there and hit that switch and turn the darkness on? No, no. Darkness is nothing more than the absence of light. And we're the light of the world. And they've told us on our pulpits, don't take the light into politics. Somebody say amen. 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 Gospel. No wonder your friends can't get it. 
I'm going to open it up here in a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to show you three things that are today is really, really good. Pull up number two real quick. Number two. I, I'm going to show you guys here about, you know, I'm going to show you about four real quick clips of people that the church would say aren't very righteous or aren't very loving or whatever you want to. And I want you to watch. Play, play this one first, Johnny. Go ahead. Number, yeah, you got it. Of Africa to accept same-sex marriages and African government said, we don't allow that stuff here. And Barack sanctioned Africa. Well, Biden duplicated the same thing. Biden said the same thing, trying to force Africa, different countries of Africa, to accept same-sex marriages. And if those countries don't, he will sanction them. Starve them. Mm. How in the world men knocking up men mean so much to America that you will use your power to starve a baby, starve a woman? Because a country want to uphold God's law. And Barack became president. Did you get the point he just said? Huh? Because we, because. America is spreading homosex across the world. Our government is saying, if you don't start accepting homosex, we're going to sanction them. We're not going to give you aid. And the point he's making, we would rather, how did homosex get so powerful that the American government would say, we're going to starve your babies if you don't accept homosex? Pretty much in your face, isn't it? I'm feeling this this morning. Bring up the bold lady, number five. Huh? Bring up number five. Thanks for some of you guys who sent this stuff to me. Keep going. Go. I am, baby. I'm going. I'm going. You hang on. Huh? This is Bobby sent me this. I think it's what an unapologetic, unapologetic taking authority Christian looks like. All right. She walks into a meeting of Muslims. Go ahead. the Lord Jesus Christ over the capital of Texas. I stand against Islam and the false prophet Muhammad. Islam will never dominate the United States and by the grace of God, it will not dominate Texas. Amen. Amen. Huh? Huh? How come, how come we don't hear any of our elected officials saying this kind of stuff, right? If they're righteous men, if righteous men are in authority, how come we're not hearing from them? Got another one for you. How about this? Number six, an Asian at the school board meeting. What? Asians? What? Look who lines up behind him. An Asian. Two minutes and 30 seconds. President, uh, Mr. Shaw, um... Mr. Enfield and uh, members of the uh, board and the uh, superintendents. My name is Kenneth Sal. Thank you. Um, there are uh, coming from our community. Um, I speak for the community. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, uh, our board member, for standing up for parents' rights because um, too many places in this country, the parents' rights was trampled. We, um, 
I want to give you guys some uh, outline of the uh, the structure that God has set up in the society. Number one, the government. The government has the ability to uh, punish the evil and protect the people. They even have the power to start wars. That's what the government is. Then second is church. The Lord gives the church the key to the kingdom. So the church should behave as the conscience of the society. And number three, the power is family. Each family, the parents should take care of the well-beings of the children. There's no, there's no other better person to take care of children than parents. So for this one, I commend our board. Uh, you guys did a good job here. Even though, even though, even though you are under threat and persecution, we stand with you guys. Number now, there's something I would like to express a desire for this board. Is that possible? Then in Chino Valley School District, we can have the parents to get involved with a lot of the school decisions. In, because you can't just bypass the parents. Time we, is up. There's one, there's on the other side. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much and God bless you guys. Thank you. Amen. 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 Somebody get better talk to these people. They're not supposed to mix religion and politics. They just got to stop doing that. They're making Christians look bad. Now everybody in the school board's mad at them. They're not advancing the kingdom. By the way, it's just going to get worse and we're going to get out of here anyway. And they're trying to prevent it from getting worse. Quote number five. No, no. Did I do that one? Quote number seven. Oh, this is good. God bless this mother. Watch this. Hello, everyone. Um, I've been coming here for five years now, and I was going to talk to you about some practical things that I thought you could change about 3210, but I've changed my mind. Um, I've been really confused over the last five years as to why we spend 45 minutes to an hour of every public meeting talking about how great everyone is and how great everything is in the schools, and now I've figured it out. I figured it out because all these people came here to defend you all from hurtful words. This is obnoxious. Let me just say, there is one goal for the educational system. It should be to prepare children to enter careers to be productive members of society. It is not a counseling session. It is not a self-help area. It is not somewhere to find yourself. And we should not be led by the children, for goodness sake. The children are called dependents for a reason. They depend on us who have fully developed brains. You cannot feel your way through life. The issues that we are talking about, we are bringing you statistics. We are talking about scholastics. We are talking about funding. We are we're talking about busing. We are talking about trying to figure out how to make our children be as successful as possible. And I am sure that that is your goal. And what we have been called tonight is what they're claiming that we're saying to children. We're having an adult conversation. There are not children in this room. We aren't going into the schools and calling them names. They call us Marxists and hateful and bigots and everything else under the sun. Well, let me tell you. 
less than 5% of the entire population of North Carolina identifies as LGBTQ. You guys all claim you want democracy. Well, you know what democracy is? It's the majority plus one. It's 50 plus one. You know what? More than 50% of the people in this state claim that they believe in God, Almighty God, who made us male and female, God who made marriage between a man and a woman, God who said that we must protect our children. The fact that we can stand up here and we know, we can brag about all of the wonderful graduations, but we know, we know the statistics. 50% of children did not pass their end of grade test. What are we celebrating? We have, we have children coming up here telling us how horrible the mental health crisis is. Why? Most of us went to public school and all of our, all of our peers are not in mental health crises. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to our children? I'm going to say, we are discussing things with them that they are not emotionally, intellectually, and morally able to handle. That is what is causing the anxiety. That is what is causing the depression. That is what is causing the confusion. We need our children to be able to be children, to be able to be innocent, to be able to enjoy childhood and not know all of the drama and all of the difficulties in adult life. That is what we want. We want our children to be able to read and write and to think for themselves. And we demand that the children who fear God are protected in your schools. Yes, the problem is what? The unrighteous are in authority. The unrighteous are in authority. When the unrighteous are in authority, the people mourn. Why are the unrighteous in authority? Because the righteous have been told they're not to get involved. Amen? Different gospel. Okay, I'm going to open it up. Somebody, who's first up here? Who wants to take the first punch at me? Go ahead, Myra. Thank you, Coach. Yes, uh, concerning disobedient and salt and light. It is written, Romans 5. 19 through 21. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might bound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned Unto death, even so might grace, grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, but I don't agree with it. Because this is where people get it wrong. See, they are so, they are so programmed in grace. Hey, folks, the unrepentant receive no grace. Right? Grace is sufficient. We hear it all the time. Grace, give him grace. Great. No, 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 no. Uh uh. The unrepentant receive no grace. Well, Dave, I think we just extend it to the wrong people. They extend it to the wrong people. They are extending grace to non repentant, evil, wicked sinners. And the church is not the church anymore. Why would anybody need grace? Why do you need it? Jesus loves us all. Right? Uh, nobody needs grace. Oh, you grace to your brother. Oh, grace to your brother. No, 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 no. No. 
No, there is no grace. Uh, there is no grace without justice, friends. There is no grace without justice. What are you talking about, Coach? Well, the only way I can receive grace is to admit my crime. I have to admit my crime. In fact, not only should I have to admit my crime, I should also have to do everything I can to make it right. Now, we know this. We know that there are many crimes, all of us, me, all of us, we've all created many crimes. And I've often at times sat around and thought, Lord, how can I make that right? How do I make that right? I did this 20 years ago. That was so wrong. How can, how can I make that right? But I don't get burdened by it because I've repented of it. His grace is sufficient. But the reality of it is, are you looking at me? There's a, there's a trail of victims in my, in my path, in my wake. Anybody say amen to that? There's a trail of victims, man. Amen. As I trudge my way through life, unsaved life. Mm. Cheap grace, baby. That's what they call it. Cheap grace. And I'm glad, Myra, that we're, that wherever sin abounded, grace did much more abound. But grace does not abound to the unrepentant. And that is not the message they're telling us. And yes, I'm pissed off. Julie. Yeah. Um, good morning, team. Coach. A lot of these churches are teaching hyper grace, meaning like you can do whatever you want and God forgive you. You can be gay. But there's no repentance. You can be gay. Everybody welcome. Try that in a football team. I can tell you something. That every football game I was ever part of, every football locker room I was ever in, there was a guard at the door. Not everybody got in the huddle. Good, Jock. Yeah, good morning, Coach. I was just thinking about communion and how we're to commune with God yes. individually. And that's where grace comes in from God, is when we examine ourselves through right. our actions. And then we realize our wrongdoings, and so we restructure through yep. the Holy Spirit, and we we apologize for our wrongdoing. And then we, His we, grace abounds, Jock. Then His grace abounds. Amen. Right? Great. Come on, man. Oh, by the way, I just hang on, Rush. I'll get right there to you. I hate to make you feel bad. Two of them. Sorry. Sorry to come back around again. Israel's been. The LGBTQ haven in the Middle East. Did you guys know that? Huh? That Israel, more than any nation in the world, promotes LGBTQ. Huh? Oh, yeah. And the blessings of God's going to be on that. Going to be on that wicked place. Next one. Go, give me the other one, Johnny. Give me the other one. You know what I'm talking about. Israel's abortion law now is among the world's most liberal. So Israel's promoting homosex and baby killing, yet they're God's chosen people, right? Wow. Michelle, go ahead. Hey, good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, I was just thinking, you were talking about unrepentance, and it's so evident. I I remember, I think it was back this year, back in June, in Texas, they were trying to get it to where you had to display the Ten Commandments in the classroom again. And well, that was defeated. It's dead. No ten We can't even win that battle. They put up the gay flag, but we can't. Put well, we flag. saw we saw what happened when we took that out, right? You know, right. okay. So we just thought, okay, that was a bad idea. Let's put it back in. We can't even get it put back in. 
we are not dealing with a public that's unrepentant about kicking God out. We're not, I, that's all I church, we're not dealing with a church that is either, Rochelle. That's the problem. Right. Church isn't repentant, right? They're, they're so quiet. They're so timid. Nobody's excited about going to church because they don't get you fired up about anything. They don't give you a purpose. You know, you go, you sit, you get up, you leave. Check. Amen. 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 And so, again, folks, God's plan has always been through his people. Always. Go into all the world. I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. His plan for salvation of the world has always been his people. And somewhere along the line, when he told us that we were the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world, but somewhere we hid the light and buried the salt. And to can, that can, point, can we see this? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, to that point, talking about hiding it, we have to go and get laws passed so that we can hang these Ten Commandments back in the school. Did they have to get a law to hang up that LGBTQ flag? No. 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 No, because no, they why? can just do it. What as long as it's dark and wicked and deviant, you can do it. <laughs> well, because they didn't call that a religion. See, they called they called righteousness a religion, folks. <coughs> Pardon me. Is the devil loose? Is the devil loose? He's a liar and the father of lies. And what he told our team to do was go lay down our weapons. Get on our knees, submit to everything that the devil tells us, and wait to be raptured out or to be saved by God. Because you all know this, we win in the end, right? We win in the end. I said to my wife yesterday, I love my wife. Bobby, Bobby's hands up. I'll get you, Bobby. Just a second, Bobby. You're next. I'm 71 years old. How much time do I have left? And then what's going to happen to me? I'm going to die. And then what? Uh, well, I'll go to heaven. All right. And then what? Is goodness and mercy following me? What, did, what have I left behind? What's been the stamp upon my life? What are they going to put on my tombstone? And you go out and you go for a walk out on your nearest tombstone, and you look at all those tombstones laying there, every one of them, and ain't a one of them that can do anything at all about where we are today. Not a one. Life's just a vapor. It's here and it's gone. You only got so long to make a difference. <clears throat> and what? We're told to hunker down and get ready to get taken out. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Go on in, Bobby, then Dale. Yeah, two, two things. God tells us not to take ungodly counsel, and almost all of the counselors and oh, therapists across the nation are God-hating lesbian freaks. Teachers just spent the last four years butt-naked on every college spring break coming back to tell your kids what's not moral. Now, to take it back around to the Israel thing, what I wanted to say yesterday is, how do, we wrap, how do I wrap my head around the reality that uh, seven to ten hours that jihadi had their way of torturing and killing people before any response now, what, what am I supposed to do with that in support of Israel? I'm supposed to, I and we supposed to run over there and, and die for Israel when this thing was allowed to happen. And somebody's got to help me with that. 
Well, Bobby, help me with this one too, okay? Um, no, you're wrong, Karen. You're wrong. Uh, our answer is to go in and kill innocent children. You, you don't drop a bomb in a city and not kill innocent children, folks. And we're hearing people say, oh, I got to go in there and bomb them, bomb them. Blow out God, blow them off the face of the earth. innocent children. It's not a Christian virtue, is it? We got we have to take a real hard look at why we do some of the things that we do. Dale. Well, Coach, let me give you a little good news, right? We're, we're creating a little heaven here on earth in Louisiana. Might want to pack up your kit and come and smile, smile, smile. You know, and Rochelle said that about the Ten Commandments. I just begin to reflect on in the past four years what's transpired in Louisiana. First mm -hmm. off, it, it went, listen, brother, when, when the people rise up, what happened with Tony Spell, what happened with Pass Assault, when we came down here, brother, that opened up the floodgate that now in the state of Louisiana, that constitutional right, that churches are protected by the highest order of law. That's huge. Abortion does not mm -hmm. exist in the state of Louisiana. If you're a doctor and you try to prescribe an abortive fetus side pill, you're facing $200,000 fine, coach, and up yeah. to 20 years in prison. Oh, two years ago, we passed that the schools can post the Ten Commandments throughout the school and that prayer is okay. We just now have a supermajority. We got Jeff Landry, our attorney general, who told Planned Parenthood, go pound salt. You're not getting your operating license. And coach then, um, coach, then we stood up and we spoke against that salt intrusion. And guess what? It is off the table now. There is, I'm telling you, brother. <laughs> There's there's a little there are little good things that are happening down here that I'm I'm proud to say I'm finally from the state of Louisiana that we're actually we got a lot of things moving in the right direction. Amen, Dale. Amen, Dale. And look, look, I'm gonna say this again, and I don't know how many times I can say it. I don't know about the rapture. Let me say I don't care about the rapture. My question is, if you believe in a rapture, how can you possibly sit around and not do anything? Boom. You ought to be running out and telling everybody you know 24 hours a day that there's things about to change. There should be truth bombs Even. being dropped at every street corner, Coach. You're so, absolutely right. I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody's but belief. Not only if you just believe in the rapture, okay? We ought to be all be doing it. <laughs> we ought to all be doing it. Yeah. My, my, my position is... If you believe in the rapture, your behavior doesn't prove it. Because if you thought that your neighbors were about to perish forever, you would not sit inside your house. That's my Come on, Paul. Dr. Paul. You must not be able to hear me. Dave Allison. He's frozen. Dave Allison. Am I am I broadcasting? You guys hearing me? Yep. Yeah. Oh. He's talking, but his there mic is There you go. There you go. Now I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I just posted a link there from Ohio. If you just if the moderator can bring that up, um, it, it's in the chat messages. No, I'll, get it. I'll get it there. I want you to look at this picture, guys. This is this is what you're dealing with in Ohio. I don't know what it's like wow. in Louisiana. We're dealing with this in Maine. Um, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Look at that picture. Those are pedophiles, my friend. 
As far as I'm concerned, that's what that is. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, Paul, who are you to judge? You're being so judgmental, Paul. They're just pre-Christians, Paul. Is that, is that not the attitude we get, folks? Isn't it? Dave Allison, come on in. Yeah, go on. Hey, uh, excellent program. Coach, I, I find it interesting. Have you noticed how when they want to move your emotions over in the Middle East against the Hamas, they're going to show you uh, dismembered children? Hey, 40 dismembered wow. children, that happens every hour in this country in abortion <laughs> clinics. Are you kidding me? Amen, well, they're going to show Amen. you pictures. They're going to, they want to move you emotionally. They're going to show you a picture of a dismembered child. But God forbid you show anybody a picture of an aborted child in this country. Right, because they don't want you to understand the evil that's going on here. So, mm. yeah, people miss that. Yeah, they, Hamas must have read the Planned Parenthood uh, manual. <laughs> they must, yeah, they must have, right? Huh? So I'm looking at this picture up there: inclusive health care for our LGBT. See, would, wouldn't it be easy? Somebody help me out here. Wouldn't it be a lot better to say inclusive health care for our deviant sexual community? Would that would not be easier? Wouldn't that be more truthful? Right. Inclusive health care for our deviant sexual community. Angie. Yeah, I appreciated that uh, link, Dr. Paul, from Ohio Health. you got to also consider that the, um, the Ohio Pediatric Hospital Associations also have LGBTQ care for children under 18, and that is very, very prevalent. Um, and I, Andy, know, I some of them Christian hospitals. Some of them Christian hospitals. Well, I, I don't even think there is such a thing anymore. But, right. you know, I mean, Nationwide Children's was founded as a Christian hospital, right? So was White yes. Cross, which is now Riverside. But um, to, to the point about what you said, so you kind of stole my thunder on that one. But what, one of the things I wanted to also remind people is what if, you know, everybody's going around saying this is the end times, this is the end times. People have been saying that for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years. But what if this isn't? the end time, what and if what isn't? if we're going to end up leaving our children this mess? That's right. I mean, you know, what if this is the new world order is established, and it carries on for generations? Amen. We're told for how long this stuff lasts. <laughs> so if you're not in the trenches, if you're just sitting in your house in your prayer closets, hoping that this, you know, Jesus comes soon or takes you out of here, you're not living according to how you're supposed to be living and getting out there and engaging the culture and being a change of a change agent in the culture. So you've got to stop thinking, stop living like, like Jesus is coming tomorrow. Get out there and start living like he's not coming. And we've got to get out there and try to save as many as we can. Or get out there and live like he really is coming tomorrow. Right. See, Listen, evil men have crept in unawares folks. And I, at the beginning, you ought to, you ought to show this to your friends. Maybe I'll make a clip out of it. Go back and, Think of the litany of faith healers and name it, claim it guys who have been all over the TV in America. And you'll know what happened to Christianity. Laura Ann, go. Um, good morning. Um, there's two points in regards to Jesus coming back. If you're not saved, Jesus is coming for you one way or another. So instead of focusing on Armageddon and being raptured and everything, the focus needs to be on Jesus is coming for you one way or another. And that's what the folk, and he is coming Amen. and it's not going to be in a way that you expect it. That's right. It's going to be then, good news for some people and it's going to be bad news for others. Exactly. And to the second point about the legacy that you're leaving coach, 
Jude 2 says, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. That's what you do. And I, and, and, and you, and maybe on your tombstone, it's just, it's you coach the unknown, the unknown player. Hmm. All the players that are in this puddle that don't, that don't have a platform. You know them by name, some of them, you know, but not everybody. So I think that's a pretty amazing legacy. Amen. Just doing my job, just doing my job. Roger. Dear Dave, um, I think of created equal in their pictures. Yep. And um, I think, you know, I've often thought if we would start showing up with some blown up pictures, what a man sticks in another man and where he does it. Yep, I'm so. telling you, man. Huh? See, that's, well, that's, what, that, there, that's, this, that's what needs to be shown. That's right. Not these two guys right here, Roger. Show them no. what they do to each other, right? Yeah. Let, let's show the sexual act of those two. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe we could top it off with a, some pictures of genital mutilation. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And some top it off with a third round of uh, breast mutilation. See, the, this idea... The homosexual act is just, it is. Think about this. Think about what the act is. Mm. And less than 5% of our nation, if that many, partakes in it. But they seem to run the political process. And it has to be, there, there has to be demonic activity. But maybe it's time for a um, uh, created equal, what two men really do. Yeah, <laughs> Just ponder that for a minute. Roger's daughter's getting married this Saturday. He's a nervous <laughs> man, I think, right now. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> Roger. Linda, I'm, I've been meaning to say it. Linda, then Dale. Go, Linda. Good morning. Um, yeah, th this is a great subject because um, every day I ask, um, how are we going to stand before God? Because every one of us will. What have we done? How, how can we explain our actions to him? Um, it's almost like most of the people in America have forgotten our commission yes. as Christian Americans. Uh, we were given this blessing and like my whole life, I didn't know half or any of what I have learned in the past three years. Didn't know the constitution, didn't know what mm. the Bible really meant, didn't know why Jesus came. And I'm 55 years old, so I'm right. not, I think I am the majority of people in America or yes, in my do. same boots. Yep. So I, I really true. think that we all need to go back to the basics, the fundamental laws in every um, state constitution, everyone in this country. And even I just looked up Ohio, all political power is inherent in the people. That's it's still there it's if still we there. don't start standing on the truth that was given to us then we are going to lose it to all the reprobates mm -hmm. so, amen amen and really the only defeat is when we stop standing for truth and righteousness so i pray we just keep going keep fighting so uh, let me let me point, point, point out some thanks linda let me point out some propaganda here hey folks yeah look do you do you see the multiculturalism in that picture? Huh? White guy, black guy, 
Oriental girl. You think the devil ain't slick? Huh? Uh, Dale, quickly. I'll come in after, Coach. All right. Trent. Yeah, Coach, and I'm not calling for violence, but uh, I'd rather get up to heaven and God scold me for popping one of these people in the mouth than uh, just gently accepting it. You know what I mean? Hey, Trent, all of those ever born unto a man, none was greater than John the Baptist. That's what Jesus said. And what did he do? He went to the king and said, hey, dude, your wife's a whore. And you're sleeping with a whore. Cost him his life. And Coach. Jesus said, that's the greatest guy ever. Right there is the greatest one ever. Why? Because he spoke truth to power. Yes. Coach, our voice is our weapon. Our voice. Look at what you said all morning. Look at what you read from Paul, Coach. He, he does everything so that he may boldly speak. Amen. Speak. Coach. We, we got to speak this stuff. The woman that went in the middle of the Islam, the, the meeting, the big get together, she spoke, she declared, and she decreed God's word, his will, his His law right in front of them. Coach, if there's no one there or if there's a million there, a thousand, we have to speak God's will, bring it down to the earth. And that's Amen. what we're learning, Coach. We're, we're learning that right we're now. Amen. Hey, here's my goal. Every day when this show's over, you're scratching your head, half smiling, half frowning. Seek the truth. See you tomorrow.